Welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast, a resource for entrepreneurs and small businesses looking for honest insights and go-to strategies for digital marketing. I'm Kelvin, and my wife Phyllis, Hey. and I will share what's working, what's changing, and how to navigate the sometimes unpredictable world of business ownership. Yes, we're experts at figuring things out, well, figuring them out eventually, and we're here to share it all. The good, the bad, and the stuff we've learned about working at home together every day, all day. So let's jump in. Thanks for coming back to the Sound Advice Podcast. This is Phyllis, and I'm excited because today we have a guest who's joining us. In fact, she's going to be here for a couple of episodes. She's going to be sort of my little co-host sidekick person, <laughs> and I'm happy to have Jen Lehner uh, with us today. Hi, Jen. Hey, Phyllis. Uh, so in case there are people who don't know you, which I would find kind of impossible, but if you don't know Jen, you really should. Um, she is a digital marketing strategist. She's also a podcaster. Uh, she's an adjunct, and we're going to talk about her podcast story here in just a minute. She's an adjunct professor of digital marketing at Cleveland State University, and she's the founder of the Front Row Mastermind for Entrepreneurs, and we're going to talk about that too. She lives in Shaker Heights, Ohio, which is just a couple of hours north of here. One of these days, I'm going to have to get up there um, with her kids and her golden retrievers. So for those who don't know Jen, um, now you got a little bit of info about her, um, and we're going to just jump right in. Okay. Sounds good. So Jen, let's start because I think your story about how you got into podcasting is a great one. And a lot of people want to podcast or kind of like the idea of it and maybe never get around to it or have some tough, you know, just kind of have trouble getting started. And you have a great story about how you got started in podcasting. Would you share that with us? Sure. So I'd always wanted to do a podcast and, but I didn't have like a firm date. It was just sort of like one day, maybe I'll do a podcast. And I was out for a walk one day. It was a Sunday and I was walking my dog and I was listening to podcast, a podcast. I was actually listening to Gary Vaynerchuk was on James Altucher's podcast and they were they were I don't even know what they were talking about, but at some point in the interview, Gary Vaynerchuk just said, you know what I'm going to do? I know what it was. They were talking about just basically going for it, right? Like you just, you got to go for things. And so Gary Vaynerchuk said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to throw this out there. Anybody who records a podcast, like creates a podcast right now and uploads at least two episodes and sends me a tweet, uh, I'm going to come on your podcast for five minutes. And then James Altucher said, yeah, me too. So I was like, darn it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But Darn it. I'm out for a walk. This is not, this is not what I had planned, but I knew as soon as I heard that, that I had to take the challenge. Like that was just like, this is, this was meant to be. I want to do a podcast anyway. So I like ran home with the dog and, uh, my husband was there and I was like, listen, you're going to have to take control of everything today. Like the dog, the kids. I said, because I have to go learn how to podcast and create some podcasts. And, uh, and that was it. So I locked myself in my office for hours and hours, found a podcasting course. I literally learned everything about podcasting, created the podcast, uh, two episodes, uploaded them, and then began tweeting my brains out 
Um, and that's what it took, actually. Like, I had to tweet and tweet and tweet and tweet uh, for a couple of months, actually. And uh, first, I got James Altucher uh, on my show, and he was such a dreamboat. Oh, I love that guy. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah. and then I finally got very v- Gary Vaynerchuk. And when I had Gary V on the podcast, I asked him at the end, I was like, "Can you? Hey, would you mind doing the intro for my podcast? Like, like the intro?" And he's like, "Sure." So now, right. if you listen to my podcast, every episode is introed by Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> Yeah, which I love. I love how he says it too. It's our girl Jen. Yeah, I, I, I got. I <laughs> kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, um, for anybody else who's listening to, I found that story inspiring. I had already done a podcast and we had taken a big break from it, but I was like, that is just great, right? There is this sort of motivation to do it, an inspiration. I don't know. I felt like sort of this nice sort of connection. You knew you wanted to do it eventually, and there was just sort of a good reason to just make that the day. So that's awesome, which I love. Thanks. Yeah. So and and Jen's podcast is great. It's uh, the Front Row Podcast. Tell people how they can find it. We'll put all this in the sure. show notes as well. It's, it's actually the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast. You could just go to jenlaner.com forward slash podcast, and yeah, it'll be in the show notes. But you know, there's one more thing I want to say about that, and that is. Uh, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe not that long ago, had I heard that challenge, I think maybe my response would have been to myself, right? Would have been like, yeah, that sounds good, but somebody else will probably get it and I'll never get them on my podcast. And and then by the time I turned the corner, I probably would have already forgotten about it and talked myself out of it. And um, something has shifted for me in the last few years. I don't know, maybe it's just... Uh, watching very closely how things move in the digital world and uh, how uh, really things catching fire is really more possible than than we think, you know. And and in so many ways, we feel like we've missed the bus, or you know, oh, it's already kind of late, and there's already a gazillion podcasts. But the truth is, whether it's you know setting up a Twitter account or finally getting into Facebook Live or starting a podcast, the truth is. In the scheme of things, like when we look back in 10 years, it's still early days. And and it was that yeah. combined with, this is something, I hope I'm not going way too, too off topic, but this is also something that's really been on my mind a lot lately. If you read the book, which I highly recommend, You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. She talks about how she's got this mindset that like when she goes to park, she always gets the best parking spaces because she just assumes she's going to get one. Okay. So even if you're not like a woo woo kind of like believing in, um, right. what's it called? Like the law of attraction and stuff. This totally resonated with me because like the podcast, I also have that very much that mindset. So, I mean, I almost jumped up when, when I listened to her book. I didn't read it. So when, when I heard it, I almost jumped up and said, yeah, you know, like me too, because, and this happened to me yesterday, we've got this really busy shopping center, but I don't go to the back rows of the shopping center. I go right in front of the Apple store because I know I'm going to find a parking spot. And I always, always do. I swear to you, I always get a front row spot because. <laughs> And it's not because I'm willing it to happen. I just think more people are going to say to themselves, I'm not even going to try to get up front in that parking space because I might as well just go ahead and start here on the third row because there's not going to be anything available. And so I just go counter that now. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to, there is going to be a spot available because everybody else is going to the third row. So I'm going to the front row. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. And I do think. You and I have talked about this before, but there's definitely a 
there's a willingness on, on people's part to take action fairly quickly, recognize opportunities like you talked about with podcasting or whether it's there really isn't any about being too late. I think that's a really relevant point. And there's also, a, um, I think just a right now, there's just a lot of things happening in marketing in general, and certainly in digital marketing and being able to just look at some new things and being going ahead and, and just jumping in, right? Figuring it out and learning it, which is one of the things that you really are good at. I think it's one of the reasons why so many people like me, you know, kind of follow you and kind of pay attention to what you're doing. Because I know I don't have to be on the front line figuring it all out because you're going to help me and do that. <laughs> and um, I love that. <laughs> so which is kind of what I want to talk about today a little bit. One of the things that I, I, I think I, when I first sort of recognized you a couple of years, I don't know now, it's been a couple of years ago, but what really caught my attention um, beyond just some of the good information that you shared all the time on the Facebook group was this idea about mini courses. I think it's genius. Um, I don't know if you invented it exactly, but you were the first person that I saw doing this kind of thing. So can you tell me a little bit about like your inspiration for doing it and just kind of the backstory, if there is any, on how that kind of came to be? Oh yeah, I would love to, because I am passionate about the whole little course concept. What I started to notice was that and there's plenty of research out there on this. And that is that people, you know, people do not want to watch a training video that is really long. Like our attention span just, uh, just doesn't allow for that anymore. So no one wants to sit down and watch your 20 minute video about anything really. Uh, and so I had already started making sure that all the courses, all the trainings and videos that I put in any of my courses were always less than six minutes, if at all possible, because there was all this research. There is all this research out there, pedagogical research that shows that people really can consume your content better if it's, if it's short and concise. But then also, um, what I noticed was I had put out this, um, I had put out this free mini course about how to hire and train your first virtual assistant. And it, it killed it. I mean, it got that little course brought me more new leads and more just positive feedback than anything I had ever done up to that point. And I think the content was good. I mean, I think the information was helpful, but I also feel like the framework of the fact that it was short and very easy to consume. It was a, it was a mini course. So then I created my second mini course called uh, Marketing Mechanics. It was also a free course. Same thing. Like my leads went through the roof. I got great positive feedback and I was watching behind the scenes on the back end and seeing that people were actually consuming the content. And if anybody out there, course creators know this, that, you know, we can put the best courses out there and it might even really sell well and you might get great feedback. But the truth is people, for whatever reason, they don't, they don't consume every video in a course. They just, they'll get halfway through or they'll jump around. They'll just get to the parts that they think they need. They don't actually watch all of it. But with these mini courses, what I was seeing is that they were consuming every bit of it. Uh, and so that was worthwhile. So then it just it dawned on me and it was like, you know what? I'm giving these away for free, but why not? Why wouldn't we just create little courses anyway and sell them? Because for me, as busy as I am, and I know as yeah. busy as you are and really all of us these days, if you can teach me what I need to know 
in less time, in fewer modules, I'll pay you more. You know what I mean? People aren't buying the size of your course. And so all these light bulbs started going off for me. And then so I created uh, mylittlecourse.com and that was that was it was all about it was all about it was everything you need to know about how to create a course. So it was really no different than any other course creation course out there. I mean, it's different because I'm teaching in my style, but the content is there is very similar to any course creation con- uh, course creation course that is out there. But I, I, I share basically the benefits of, of making your course small. And we talk about like, if you, uh, one of the benefits, if you don't sell your mini course of creating a mini course as a freebie or an opt-in, what's so great about this is that as opposed to just a training video series or, right. I like PDFs, but as opposed to any other freebie, what's so unique about the mini course concept is that you're going to bring them into an experience. Okay. So like if you use Teachable or New Kajabi or whatever your platform, they're all so great these days. So someone's going to opt in for your mini course and they're going to come in. And at that point, you, you get to provide them with this rich experience because you, they're in this whole environment. Mm-hmm. They are now embedded in your world. So if you decide to put a chat down below and get a conversation going, if you decide to upsell to some of your other paid programs that you can display along the right-hand side or the left-hand side of where that content is living. It's it's a beautiful thing. Also, you get this sort of extra way of communicating with them without having to send them an email blast because most of these platforms allow you to to send out an update if you add anything to the course or um, or an announcement, okay? And so let's say somebody opts into your, like I've got people who have opted into my how to hire and train a VA or any of those other little courses. I could go in and send an announcement uh, about anything that I want inside of that platform. Like I just added a training on this, or I just added a PDF and it opens up the conversation with them all over again. And the open rate is much better than if I were just going to email them. So that's just one of the millions of benefits. Not to mention so much easier to create a mini course. It's easier to, it's easier on the consumer. It's easier on the creator. So I am a huge fan of many courses. Yeah. Well, and I am as well. I love the concept. Actually, again, both as a creator and a consumer, um, I've taken a couple of years and um, actually probably more than that. I don't really, I haven't kept track, but quite a few. So uh, for people who aren't uh, familiar, you've mentioned the VA course. I know that one that comes to mind, I think I've looked at and and taken is is about Facebook ads. Uh, I think you also have another one about Working efficiently, I think I can't remember the name of that one. Yeah, the productivity power pack. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, and so again, these are for people who haven't seen these, or they're again, it's kind of it's exactly what it sounds like. Like the Facebook ads, when I think I went through, and I don't know, there were probably eight or nine videos in there. You did some really basic, like on-screen demonstrations of literally where to click, where to enter information. Um, how to open certain things up, how to set sort of certain parameters, very real-time demonstrations of exactly what you're doing when you were putting an ad together. Uh, really practical. You do give some of the strategy away in it about you know how you come up with the way that you're doing it, but it's 
it's pretty nice. And I don't think a lot of people are doing that. There's a ton of people, for example, talking about Facebook ads and talking about the strategy around it and stuff, which is also important. But I don't think there's as many people being really as specific and concise and actionable as you are in your courses. And I think that's probably why people like them so much. Oh, I appreciate that so much. I I would just say that I just would say that there's, that there's levels. I do think that people, I do think that there are people who are like, like I think of, um, what's his name? John Loomer. Like he's so very detailed, right? Like, so he does get into the nitty gritty. I think, I think people do get into the nitty gritty. I think, but for a lot of things, people really just want, they want the, um, strip down, just give me what I need to, to get a good like Facebook ad out there right now, ju- like a just what you need sort of course. And then, and then once we, once we get that nailed down, then, it, then, you know, taking a course like John Loomer's course, um, or, or Rick Mulready or any of, yeah. you know, the, and getting into like the way more sophisticated strategy, but you know, Skillshare and probably Udemy as well, but for sure, Skillshare, the course platform, if you look, and I think lynda.com, all of these platforms now are trending towards little courses. So the videos are super short, two yeah. and three minutes, bite size, because it's, it's just everything. We want everything to be bite size right now, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. No, which is great. And I think you're right. I think all of those platforms, I'm sure are, have using the analytics that you yourself just mentioned earlier where they probably have, you know, Skillshare has this huge database now of all these different courses. And I'm sure they can just look at their analytics and go, okay, you know, we're, what they're seeing is smaller, shorter videos, more concise courses, um, probably gets consumed in, in total or get better feedback, get better results uh, for the actual uh, user or consumer, which is, you know, they're trying to be forward facing. And so they want to give their um, instructors or the people who want to create a course, good feedback. And they are recommending, you know, keeping it short, being really specific, um, honing, really honing in on a target. Um, and you're right. You're about skill levels, right? So if you want to know anything and everything there is to know about Facebook ads, there are courses for that. But for most people, or at least in the, for a lot of us, right? I, I don't even know if I want that big course until I sort of have played around with it a little. And then I can decide do, now, do I want a big course and do I want to become like the Facebook ads expert or not? And then I can sort right. of decide from there. Now you touched base a little bit about platforms and I know that you currently um, have your courses and everything in Kajabi, correct? Yes. Yeah. But you didn't start there. So if I'm going to start, what would you recommend if I was going to start and do like a little mini course? What would you recommend? Um, would it be Kajabi or are there other things that you would recommend as just a kind of a getting started for your very first little mini course option? I think it would really depend on what your big plan is, what kind of funding you have behind your business right at the moment, because because there's two ways to look at it. First of all, uh, Kajabi is fantastic because it's a, it's a true all-in-one solution. So someone right. can purchase Kajabi, put all their courses any kind of information products there. It's got the payment processing system. It's got email. Um, it's got landing pages. Like you literally can get rid of everything that you've got and put it all in one system. So, but it's going to cost more up front, uh, especially if your first courses are going to be free courses and you're not generating, generating any revenue. So I think like just starting out with Nukajabi, I think it's like a hundred dollars a month, I think. Okay. And. 
So, but, you know, if you have, you know, by the end of the year, you know that you'll be monetizing and everything, it might pay off because then you don't have to worry about switching your email service provider down the road and your landing pages and yada, yada. But where I started, I actually started on a platform that's still out there called Simplero. And I actually really loved it. And it really was the first all-in-one solution before New Kajabi, before I ever even heard of New Kajabi. And, uh, and they're still out there. And I think they, you know, so it's, it might be worth, you know, checking out if, if, if somebody's listening and they haven't started at all, go to simplero.com and see what they've got going on because they were really good when I left. I left because I wanted more sophisticated design features. And, um, okay. and at that time they didn't have them, but I think they've gotten better design wise. And I know a lot of people who are still with them. All right. So, and they were affordable. And then I moved from Simplero to Teachable. I'm still an affiliate for Teachable because I absolutely love Teachable. I think it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy for people to take courses in Teachable. It's very linear. So like every lesson is stacked on top of the first one, like beneath the, the one above. It's just really beautiful, elegant. I love it. It's not a whole lot cheaper than New Kajabi. Like I want to say they're I want to say like maybe $79 or something a month for them. Right. Um, they have a free option, but you can't really do much with the free option is the truth. Okay. So, but I love, love, love Teachable. I think it's gorgeous. And then I never used Thinkific, but I think Thinkific, I've taken some courses on Thinkific. I don't think it's quite as pretty as Teachable, but very cool features, very, very, very simple, very, very easy. And you know, another great way to use these platforms. And when I I used to work more with one-on-one clients is like, so if I would meet with a consulting client and, and whether we had a call, usually I meet with people and it's, um, it's a video call. And so we'd, re- I'd record the video call and any notes, any, uh, worksheets, anything at all, any to-do lists that were covered in that call, I would surprise the client by creating a course, but it's just for them. So I would place the video of our call and all of our notes. I would, you know, put the PDFs in there. I would brand it out for them. And oh my gosh, every time I would do that for someone, they would just freak out. And it didn't cost me any extra to do that, but I've now created an experience for that client. And and now they have their own little learning portal that they can go to. And oh, by the way, now I also have the opportunity to add a third lesson. Let's say like lesson number one is our call, right? And it's got our recording. And then I number two, I put in some notes and PDFs. For number three, I'll just label it like what's next. And maybe I'll put a scheduler there for them to book us another call with me or buy another package or purchase a course. I think that would be you know, would help them for wherever they are and make it real easy for them, which is something I didn't mention a minute ago when we were talking about many courses in the experience, but that's something I also do as well. So the last lesson will say what's next in a free mini course, what's next, and it will guide them to some paid programs. Oh, Jen, that is, that's incredible. I love that idea. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I'm totally going to use it and I'm taking it right now for people who are listening that's incredible. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like I do a fair amount of one-on-one work obviously with people and what a great way to do it. And also it's so nice that everything sort of lives in one place. That's actually even nice for me. Right. So I can have like a couple of different things for different clients, which is really nice. Oh my yes. God, that's just 
a genius idea. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, sure thing. All right. So hopefully this has been helpful to people. We're going to wrap up and uh, because we could talk about mini courses and and this kind of stuff for forever. But I want to just encourage you if you're listening to go to the show notes, we're gonna have links to all of Jen's stuff. So if uh, checking out some of her courses and things like that are of interest to you, you'll know how to do that um, to the front row to all of the information and Jen's very active on in social media on Instagram and Facebook, and you'll be able to connect with her there as well. Um, and I want to just thank you for coming on today and sharing so much good information. Thank you, Phyllis. It was a blast. Thanks for listening to the Sound Advice Podcast. Be sure to visit soundadvicesales.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love this episode of the Sound Advice Podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.